Hey everyone, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. I'm a cookbook author, recipe developer who is really, really obsessed with making food just taste really darn good. I'm a mama of two, I'm a wife, and you pretty much already know all this if we are friends over on Instagram. In each podcast episode, we catch up with friends, bring on some new amazing humans to share their stories with you, and you guys get to be a fly on the wall in each of these conversations. We get juicy, we chat, we laugh, we get awkward at times, but there's nothing I love more than getting to share these conversations with you guys each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, rate, review, and share the podcast when you listen. Listen back to ones you may have missed. The Just the Good Stuff crew is so special to me, and I know you guys will love something from each and every episode. So now let's dive into today's episode. No intro needed because that's how we do it over here. While we're on the topic of all things wellness in this episode today, let's chat about my favorite activity that kind of feels like a long lost cousin at this point, if we're being honest, but sleep. And most importantly, what we are sleeping on. I have always been one of those people who just crave and need a solid nights of rest. Whenever we travel, I actually like miss our bed at home so much. And for Jordan and I, our bedroom is like, it's a sanctuary. It's where our kids hang out. We're always in there. We're super particular about the bed that we sleep on. And when we were looking for a new mattress to use a few months ago, so many people were recommending Birch to us. And after looking into it and trying it ourselves, now we know why. Birch makes organic, non-toxic mattresses made in America, and they are delivered right to your home for free with no contact delivery. And you even get a 100-night sleep trial. The Birch mattress is extremely comfortable. It's so soft, super supportive, which is exactly what I crave when I'm sleeping on. Delivery is really quick and easy. I literally, I cannot wait to even just go to sleep after talking about my mattress right now. Plus, it's big enough to fit us and Ezra and Brody, and we ordered a twin-size mattress for our King Ezra to use when we transition him into a bed eventually. Birch is giving flipping $200 off all their mattresses plus two free eco-rest pillows just for the Just the Good Stuff listeners. So head on over to birchliving.com slash Rachel for $200 off all mattresses and two free eco-rest pillows. You ready? Is this thing on? This is... I'm excited for this episode. Um, the podcast is, as of now, probably coming to a pause in the uh, upcoming upcoming weeks. There's a couple more episodes that'll be airing. Actually, I think there's one more after this as of now. Um, and I've always wanted to do an advice episode where you guys submit stories or you know certain predicaments you're in, however you want to phrase it, and give a little bit of advice. Not like I'm certified at all to give anybody advice but i love nothing more than listening to people's stories and what why are you talking <laughs> i love talking and just like hearing how i can help and i'm actually pretty overwhelmed with the amount of people that submitted stories because this is awesome and i think that it's so cool that you guys value like what what we would be saying so thank you so much for taking the time to write in your stories if this is something that people really want us to keep doing we will 100% pick this back up or maybe even try to keep doing it somehow it's just recording the podcast in our um apartment is getting really tough there's no time between besides between like 10 30 and like one ish every day that we can do that and there's only so many hours in the day to uh to get stuff done so 
TBD on the pod. George yawning already. We're on a podcast. Why are you yawning? We're trying to give people positive energy, brutally honest advice. Yawning's contagious, I heard. I didn't yawn, though. Oh. So that's just you. Damn. Um, so we have, I think I tallied six total, six or seven stories. And they're little, I didn't fully read them because I didn't want to like cheat and start thinking about like what we would say. But I try, like when I'm skimming it, they like really go through like different, it seems like there's a lot of different age groups that submitted their stories. So it'll be like some mom stuff, some dating stuff, some just like life things in general. So you ready? I asked for like a prep beforehand, but Rachel wouldn't give me any. No prep. Jordan does better like flying by the seat of, actually, no, he doesn't realize it, but he does better flying by the seat of his pants because otherwise he's so like rehearsed and like has to like have his bullet points and prepared. There's nothing to be prepared though. Like we're talking, just pretend this is like your friend writing something in or calling you and it has a question for you and you're giving your advice. Like that's the best part. Like you don't know what someone's going to tell you when you're on the phone with them. Okay. You guys do it. Okay. Number one or advice story. Number one, I started dating my current boyfriend eight months ago. Since then, we have met each other's friends and family and even successfully taken a 16-hour road trip together. Where the heck did you go that it took 16 hours to get to? Oh, my God. My problem is this. I can't tell if he's the one. He's incredibly kind and we want the same things, but I can't help but feel like the physical attraction could be stronger. This is my first serious relationship, so I'm a bit out of my depths in knowing how things should feel and deciding based on looks feels shallow, question mark. Does he need to be a 10 of 10? Any advice would be great. I love the podcast. Scandy. Juicy. I have my thoughts. You want it? You go first if you have some. No, you can go. Kick it off. Okay. When you know, you know. He might sound nice in theory. I'm a firm believer in like, when you know, you know, he's not the one if you're questioning him. But she said this is her first relationship no she started dating her current boyfriend eight months ago this it's her first serious relationship oh yeah i mean i would say usually like the first reaction is like based off of physical things so if you're not feeling it physically then it's definitely it would be hard to like convince yourself otherwise and then i think you build on like the other things with like great family great friends chemistry I think for me, it was definitely a mix of both at first, like physical, but also like your kindness and like everything, like your personality. And like it was like such a mixture for me. Like I just knew that this was like what I wanted or like who I wanted, I should say that I, you're also, it's eight months. Like you should still be in like a quote honeymoon, oh, hot and heavy. You don't have two kids. Like not one of them is sucking your boob all day. Like you are it shouldn't be questioning it. So if you're my, I mean, I feel like we're friends because I feel like I'm friends with everyone, but I would probably tell you to like go on a date with somebody else and see what happens. Yeah. And, especially if, it's, if the physical is not there. And it's like not fair for him, you know? And also you also don't, she doesn't even know like maybe he feels the same way and he's so kind that he doesn't even want to say anything. I mean, that's, that's, you a never big, know. that's a big assumption, but yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm just like thinking about it. Like, so like you might feel guilty, but like he could also feel the same way. So I do think that it should be, I don't think there's a such thing as a perfect person. I don't, but I do think that if he was the one, she wouldn't be questioning him. Interesting. What do you think? I mean, I'm, you know, me, I'm a little more like, I, I just don't go by my gut. So I would 
he, she has to think like, you know, is it something she can live with and is okay with, or is she going to say, you know what? I, I, I can't foresee this going very long term because I mean, eight months is literally nothing. Like it's very short span in, in your entire life. So. But I knew that we were getting married like when we were dating for a couple of weeks. Oh, I know you told me. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, Kid Cudi was drunk and high. But we were also like in St. Thomas that time. Like just think of like, like we had that kind of hammock in St. Thomas. Like, like she has no physical attraction. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Fun. That's what I said. If it's physical, that's always like, it, for me, it's always been the first thing. Yeah. Because it's like you could see it, you could feel it. And then like the emotional part, like yeah. for me, it always came after. Yeah. Well, let me know. I guess, and with all these, like, let me know what happens. Like, you can, like, write back in your email. Like, be in, you know, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, baby. Okay, number two. I had a friend who I'd been BFFs with since we were both four to five years old. We graduated elementary school together. We went to different middle and senior schools. Even then, we made an effort to hang out with each other. We were practically sisters and did everything together. Throughout high school, we started talking less and less, and we wouldn't make plans unless one of us text each other out of the blue. And even then... It was starting to feel a little awkward. After that, we started texting less and less and pretty much didn't hang out with each other anymore. I was constantly having dreams that I was hanging out with this friend. It made me realize that I missed them, but I was too scared to reach out. I texted them every year for their birthday and then said I missed them. We should hang out. And I usually got a thanks, miss you too back and no response to the hanging out. I took it as a sign that they weren't interested. And this spring for their birthday, I wrote this friend a card and got a small gift to drop off at their house. Oh, that's nice. I expected a quick little thank you text or call, but I got nothing. They didn't even contact me to say thanks for the card gift, the card slash gift or anything at all. Since then, I've not engaged in their relationship. And I think I have to accept the fact that it's come to an end. I still find myself wondering what it would be like if you're still best friends and how cool it would be since we've known known each other since we were four years old. But I'm giving my energy to this person and not getting anything in in return. I think I should spend my energy elsewhere. It doesn't help that my family always asks about them and what happened to us. Anyways, any advice would be much appreciated. Thank you. I love you guys. Oh, that's so nice. It's nice. I I feel badly for her. But if someone's not giving it back to you and you're putting in 100%, then focus your energy elsewhere. Yeah. This makes me kind of sad because... I personally, like, I, I so feel you, not in this, like, same exact situation, but I'm not friends with anyone that I really grew up with, like, even that I went to high school with. Like, when I went to college, I really never went back home, and I'm not in touch with anyone, and, like, I always think, like, oh, wow, it would have been really cool if I was still friends with, like, my best friend from high school. It's actually funny because we won, like, the senior superlative best friends, lol, we literally don't speak. And I always think that it would have been really great to still be good friends. But I personally think that as you like grow up and you find the person that you are, sometimes like you're going to realize like as you're getting older and like meet new people, it really doesn't matter because yeah, it would have been great. But you're also growing up and finding yourself and you'll find friends that you will do nice gestures for and they'll do nice gestures back for you. And it's going to be more mutual as opposed to a one way like a one-way road. You don't want to be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with you. There's no reason for it. Yeah, definitely people change. So, yeah. and I wouldn't take it uh, like personally against yourself. Like no. it, it could be her who's going through something. Um, yeah. That, That's a good you know, point. she just might not be able to have you in her life for That's some That's a really reason. good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. 
Um, but I feel you, believe me. Like, I mean, I'm still going to go like my high school reunion because I could talk to a freaking wall. But like, I'm not like friends with anyone. Like, I don't like, right? Like, I think I'm, like, I don't know anyone that I like grew up with. Seth. No. My brother. That's my brother. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. So I feel you. But don't, I wouldn't over overanalyze it and put your, put your energy into people who are going to put their energy back to you. Boom. My husband, okay, the next one. My husband and I have two really amazing kids, the easiest babies. Wow, that must be nice. Well, as easy as babies can be, friendly, nice toddlers. I feel like I'm the luckiest mom in the world. I love motherhood. I had no idea how much I would love it. Everything from being pregnant to having the babies, and now they're almost six and four. One boy, one girl. In my heart of hearts, I want another one. My husband strongly does not. He does not want to do the baby stuff again and the responsibility. Money isn't the issue. He doesn't want me so wrapped up in motherhood for another 10 plus years if we have another run, but I truly love it. And it's the most fulfilling work and role I've ever had. Plus motherhood will always be a part of my identity. I think we're, oh wow, this is, this is a lot. I think we're at a breaking point. I know that I would have the deepest regrets if I don't have another one. I've never heard of anyone having regrets of having another kid. Same. Sure, see, it seems like it's going to be really hard at first and your life will change. But in the end, you have another sibling and your two kids. You have another sibling for your two kids and siblings are the best thing in the world, in all caps. Anyways, I'd love to hear your thoughts as it seems you guys are 100% aligned on your stance with kids. But I would love to learn how you would handle it if it wasn't so easy. Wow. This one's juicy. Wow. Also very difficult wow. predicament. Damn. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, I'm happy for you that you had very easy children. Mazel tov. Um, Not many people can say that. So I have a couple of questions. Like I wish I could ask them to you. So I hope that you, I hope that you like keep me posted on this after this too. My first question is, did you ever talk about how many kids you wanted when you were like dating and like when you first got married? Like what was the mutual understanding? Because for us, like we've always had a mutual understanding we were going to have three to four kids. Jordan really wants three, but like we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but he's not like against four. It's not like I'm chopping my dick off after di- after kid three. Like he's like he wants to fit into a car. Like he's very practical. Um, so we always said we would want that. So I'm curious, like have you guys ever communicated like beforehand? Like did you already say like you only want two kids and that's what he committed to? Like or is he changing his mind? Or like is someone you know what I mean, Jordan? Like oh someone, yeah, I had the very similar thought. Yeah, like I'm curious, like what it is on there. I also think that you should just like get him really drunk and then you just accidentally get pregnant. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, you could do that though. But I a hundred percent agree that I don't know one person who regrets having another child. And my mom and my mother in law both regret not having a third. So you're not in the wrong. Like I don't want you to think that like you your husband like should not make you feel weird that you want another child. Like I'm so happy for you that like motherhood is that fulfilling for you that you want to like keep cranking out another baby because not many moms can say that. So I think that's like beautiful and like don't let him take that away from you. So I would find, I mean, but I I don't, and it's like, I don't know your husband, so I don't know his personality, but I don't want him to like resent you if, if like you want another kid. I just, is he like aggressive? It seems like they're in like an impasse where like, I just like I've never heard this before. Like I've never not like I have that many friends with kids, but like, I don't know, actually I kind of do. But well, the, the other thing is if they're a little bit older, which the kids are, like they are kind of past that like infant toddler stage. 
So like he, I mean, he does have a point. Like you and I also agreed that we would try to do them pretty close in age. So you're like in the thick of it for a while. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but like, what would you do? You only have a finite amount of years that you're able to have kids really. So like, but at this point, unless she like gets a sperm donor, her only option to have another child is probably with her current husband. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this is a breaking point, like, would you really get divorced and then want to remarry just to have another kid? Like, that sounds really daunting. Yeah, no. But and then, like, that whole that. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it, but then your whole dynamic of your family is like, yeah, not a not a one cohesive unit for the most part. And regardless, like, motherhood will always be a part of your identity, whether you have a third kid or not. Um. But, you know, it's interesting because I was talking to two people recently. Actually, one has a six six and three-year-old, and then one has a five and three-year-old. And they both thought, the moms both thought that they were done. And now they're, like, second-guessing, like, they want to have more. So I know I don't want you to think you're, like, alone in that type of perspective on, like, you know, wanting to have more. I'm just, I'm wondering if it was communicated in the beginning that you wanted three kids or if you guys always said two kids. But I think it's worth really sitting, maybe you already have, again, I don't know, but maybe it's worth sitting down with a couple's therapist and talking this out because if this is something that's, like, an ultimatum for you, you definitely should seek, like, I would say a couple's therapist. Jordan and I have gone to one, and I think it's great even regardless for anyone listening. And I think that that could really help kind of hear his perspective on things and he can hear your perspective on things. And maybe that can help figure out the problem. I definitely, I feel you. Like, I know I'm not done. Like, we're not done. Like, our crew's not, like, complete. Like, we're waiting for one or two more. But, you know, he's definitely entitled to his feelings, too. Like, maybe he doesn't want to change diapers. And you guys, I'm assuming your kids are potty trained. So he's over that shit. Yeah, but also as a parent now, like there's so many less things you do when you have an infant. Like we're going to a wedding tomorrow and it's like such a, such a, uh, to do like, all right, you're going to have to pump X amount of times. We have to make sure we have a refrigerator. Like yeah. th- there's definitely logistics where I understand like it's getting out of that and then going back into it. Like, I don't know if I'd want to do that either, which is why we're trying to like. Yeah, but they're not like 15 and 12. Oh, I know, but you just got out of it. Now you're going to go back in. six and four. I don't know. I'm kind of like, if you want another baby, you're entitled to have one. I, I, I 100% agree. And I wouldn't, that would not stop me from having it. I'm just playing it from all sides. Yeah. Let me know. I'm curious, like, what their but, relationship was like, like, what you've spoken about in the past. You you made a good point of, like, seeking outside advice yeah. from, like, a couple's therapist. Because, um they sometimes just frame things in different ways to think about it. And it's also like, if it's not coming from your partner where you're already, where you're already coming into it, like knowing that there is an issue, like mm-hmm. you cannot kind of have that third party who's like professionally trained to kind of help guide, guide you. Yeah, no, I agree. I also think sometimes like I'll say something to Jordan and it's not received as, as like, as like I am saying the same thing basically as a therapist says, but like because it's coming from someone else, he like is more accepting of 
what of what is being said, if that makes sense. Oh, uh, th- that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, I, no, no, no oh, framed it I'm just like piggy. Like I agree. Yeah. Like it's just nice. So she honestly, like the therapist, could 100 percent agree with you, and maybe your husband will just listen to her more, or maybe vice versa. Like she'll like say something from your husband's point of view, and I would definitely recommend doing that. But please keep me posted. I'm curious how this how this will net out. Um, the next one is actually kind of similar to this. So I wanted, that's why I want to do this one right after. Loyal follower and lover of your blog since before Ezra. Oh, thank you. Those blueberry muffins really are life-changing, by the way. I know. Invite me over next time you make them. I have a 15-month-old son and would love to your advice on how to get my partner on board with the second child. I know you mentioned that Ezra was colicky for over a year. Yeah, so was mine. I was very nervous with COVID and we didn't have any help with him because of that. So colicky and totally solo was tough. But I feel like it would be great to have a sibling for him and it would be so different the second time around because we know a little more and that you can't control things and we roll with it. My partner, meanwhile, is afraid to have another because the first was so hard. Any advice is appreciated so much. Well, Ezra for us is like still colicky. Like Ezra's just a machine. We had a rough morning this morning. So you're like getting us on a bad day right now with Ezra. But it's crazy because every day... I'm so thankful for having two healthy, beautiful children. But I say on a daily basis that I am so thankful for Brody because he will lay on a playmat and just like giggle at the sky by himself for 40 minutes and just like laugh at the air. And he's so easy. Like he's just the easiest baby. And I was alone with Ezra when he was first born. Jordan worked a lot and he wasn't home and I – I always knew I wanted more kids, so I was never like going to hit stop just because Ezra was a beast and still is a beast. But it's definitely daunting. But I I really have never heard of someone having two beastly children. I really haven't. Like that you have one that's really tough. The only person that's had two that are like kind of, oh, my God, are my in-laws for Jordan and his brother. But I also just think that my in-laws, you know, they weren't they probably didn't discipline much. So I feel like that's probably why they were both out of control. That's just my opinion. But, you know, they're very like, 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 you know, cuddly and stuff. But I think that you wouldn't have another kid that's colicky. I would just tell your husband, like, don't worry about it. Don't come crying to me if like he they are. But I really I would bet money that you would not have another colicky child. I just wouldn't. Brody was just he was cooperative. More cooperative in pregnancy. He stayed in the womb till 40 days, 40 weeks and one day. Ezra came 36 weeks on the dot with a like a bat out of hell. Literally the meatloaf song, Bat Out of Hell, was playing. I had, excuse me, an emergency C-section for him. Brody basically just slid out of me in like two seconds. Um, more on the birth store on that on my blog because it was wild. And they're just different children. They're so different in terms of their demeanor. Just so just because you have one kid who's wild doesn't mean you're going to have another one that's wild. It's not like no two kids are the same. They're, our kids are 180s of each other in every single way besides their obsession with food. Well, it seems like her partner is the one that needs the convincing, not her. Yeah, so but these from, are all things she can tell oh, them. From my Yeah, so then from my perspective, like if you look at the timeline of your life, like the infant stage is such a short period. And like, if you talk to anyone, like I talked to my parents, like it's all a blur. And it was just like such a short while. Mm -hmm. So like having another one and and having to do it again, even if they are like a little bit of a difficult child, like 
more likely than not, it, it, it passes. It's so. so fast. That's a really good point, too. Like, think about it, your kids are already 15 months. Yeah, like, I think about Ezra's two and a half. Like, holy crap, that yeah. times flew by. It'll go really fast. So I would just, you know, tell you, have your husband listen to this. You can call Jordan if you want. Um, and just tell him, like, no two kids are the same. If you guys want more kids, don't. Like, like the number one reason why he's nervous is because of how wild your first child is. Say, is a husband or a partner? That's his partner. Oh. Sorry, that's a good point. I, I don't mean to offend you if I'm calling him. My partner. Okay, well, your partner, your baby daddy, whatever you want to call him, I would just talk to him and just explain this to him. And also, if you have any friends that are had that have more than one kid, just you know, I'm sure that they're going to agree. No. Also, once they get a little bit older, they're going to entertain each other, and you then have to rely less on yeah. caring for them, and they'll help care so for true. each other. Like even Ezra is like obsessed with Brody. The second he wakes up, he like looks for him. He like lays with him on the mat. Like he's like you it almost like puts a it makes you like love the wild child even more than you already do um i'm good okay while we have one of the wellness queens over on the podcast today it only seems fitting to talk about one of our favorite wellness products as well at this point we are basically all familiar with how game-changing cbd products can be for sleep aid a pain reliever to ease anxiety and the list really just goes on but it can be so confusing to know who to buy your CBD from. I was told to always look for the highest quality CBD and that is where I came across Ned. I think what's amazing about Ned is how open they are about absolutely everything. They share third-party lab reports, who farms their products, their extraction process, and everything all about their products over on their website. It is super confusing to try and navigate good quality CBD out there and Ned is truly making high quality products, you guys. I'm currently using their Magnesium Super Blend, which is seriously a game changer. It has been amazing for my mood, stress response. Hello. And I'm convinced that it keeps me hyper-focused during the workday. If you want to check out Ned and try CBD or their Magnesium Blend for, the, for yourself, head on over to helloned.com and enter the code RACHEL for 15% off your order or 20% off your subscription order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Rachel to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. I highly, highly recommend giving these guys a try. They make such awesome products. I even have Jordan and my brother hooked on all of their CBD products now as well. Jump on board. You guys will not regret this. Now let's dive in. Now let's jump back into today's episode. The next one. Hello. So I'm hello. So I'm leaving for college in two weeks and my boyfriend is staying behind. Last time I left, he got very sad and stopped eating as much and couldn't sleep because he was thinking about me. He said he worried about he worried something would happen to me every day and everything reminded him of me. When I was at college, I wasn't as sad because I was meeting new people and just living the college life away from home. I feel so selfish leaving for college this year again because I want because I want to get married and start a life with him, but I'm still so young, 19. I also have to go because my degree cannot be done online and I'm on the track team. I don't know how to comfort him enough while I'm away. What can I do? Any long distance advice? Thanks so much for reading. I love your podcast. This girl's going to hate me after I give this advice. You go first because you're a lot nicer. Listen, if you're 19 and you're worried about 
satisfying someone else who chose to stay home. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you should experience life to its fullest, especially in college, because those four or so years are an amazing experience where you should be meeting new people and really moving from a kid to an adult. Um, so if he can't have that perspective to like, not, not like weigh you down, but like, like you should be excited to go to school and not stay home to appease someone. Yeah. You should not be with someone who makes you feel guilty about like going to college and living your life. Absolutely not. It's not your fault that he doesn't go away to school. College is awesome. You have four years to enjoy yourself and you are going to, you should be like the most selfish human right now. Like you're going to school, you're on the track team, you're getting your degree. I'm sure you have amazing friends. You can go out to like parties if that's what you want to do. You can do your own thing. There should be nobody, nobody bringing you down. And if someone is bringing you down just because they're bored at home, that's not cool. Like, that's not cool to me. If I had no one, it could bring me down. Like, if someone made me feel bad about going to college, like, absolutely not. You should be experiencing life right now. You have your entire post-college life to be tied down and at home with your significant other. And as two humans that are at this table talking to you, we're home all the time. And I would die to be in your position right now in college with zero responsibility, being able to do whatever the F you want. And like, I would, you cannot be with someone who makes you feel guilty. That's not cool. Like Jordan doesn't make you feel guilty about anything. Like that's not cool. Like you should be enjoying yourself. And if he wants to come visit you at college and he wants to come out and do the thing, invite him. He should be going out with you. It doesn't, I'm not saying you should break up, but you should be like, you are there supporting me and there's no reason why you make me feel bad about myself and my going to college. Yeah, like that's just not cool. You have plenty of more years to uh, get married and start a life you together. Are, yeah. together. And she right in here, I feel so selfish. You are not selfish. Yeah, you are it's doing, actually the other way around. Yeah, he's being selfish. Like, this is not cool. I'm like, I'd be so annoyed. And you're 19, 19 years old. You have your entire life ahead where you can't be selfish. So be selfish, enjoy college. And if he doesn't know how to support you in that, I promise you someone will because that's just... There's other fish in the sea. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's college. You should be like, you know, have some fun. Okay. Um, let me know how that goes. I hope you don't think I'm aggressive, but that's, that's, I'm speaking now. I would speak to my friends. I also like, I mean, when we went to college, there's plenty of people who had like boyfriends, boyfriends or girlfriends home. that like went from home. Yeah. And like either you have to like mutually agree that like you're going to have fun at school and like you could still be together. I'm not saying you have to like go and like cheat on each other. No. But, like like you could still have fun, but you have to understand, like you both have to understand that like you have this finite amount of time at school that you need to enjoy and not feel um, badly if the other person isn't having that insane experience. Well, and I think of my friend Cammie, and she's spoken about this in our own, on our own podcast. Her and her now husband, like they went to high school together and they went to totally different colleges. They like far away, like he went somewhere in the Midwest and she went somewhere like on, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They stayed together their whole time during the four years, like lived their lives like responsibly and nothing would tear them down. Like they did their own thing. They got to enjoy themselves. And I'm not saying, I mean, to them, they made it look really easy. I don't think it would be easy, but... They did it. So 
it can happen. Like you can do both. Like you can be in this relationship and you can also be enjoying yourself and being selfish in college. And you know, like that's why there's FaceTime. Like FaceTime when you're at a party, like hanging out with your friends. Like there's, you know, there's possibilities and he should not be like bringing you down. Mm-mm, no way. Next one. So I am 23 and I graduated college in 2019. I had a friend from class freshman year of college. We would study together and go to the dining halls, dinners together. And then one day we were studying in my dorm room together and he made out with me. Scandy. It was my first kiss. Over the next three years of college, we never dated or had sex, but we would sleep together and do other intimate things. Then when we graduated in May of 2019, he moved to New York City and I moved to Chicago. He still stays in contact, the occasional text or Snapchat. Forgot about Snapchat. He's been to Chicago and I've been to New York City the past two years, but we haven't seen each other just because our schedules were busy or we were on family vacations or something. Both of us are single right now and I'm not sure how to navigate this because a piece of my heart still likes him. I mean, I would say shoot your shot, but like it's also been like, no. there's been so many opportunities to do so that like, I, it just sounds pretty platonic. Yeah. I think that like, it kind of just sounds like friends with benefits when you were in college. Like if this was going to ask like scale to be something, it would have by now, like if he wanted it to be, and if you wanted it to be like, you would fly to New York to see him and vice versa. Like he'd fly to Chicago to see you. So if that's not happening, then I just don't think that this is like, I think it's, it was a great time in college and I think you'll find an even better awesome time with someone else, but I don't think this would turn into anything. I mean, it also doesn't seem like you guys are like great friends at the moment. So like, no, I mean, if you needed like closure on it, you could always just, I don't think there's any closure, any possibility. Maybe, but it sounds like it literally sounds like they were friends who like literally friends with benefits. I think she seems like she's interested. I know, but I don't think that it seems mutual. Like he, I think that, and even to him, like if you, Listen, I'm a very brutally honest person. So I would, knowing me, I'd pick up the phone and just call him. And the fact that they're just doing an occasional text or Snapchat, from his perspective, he's probably like, what, like, he would be like, what are you talking about? Like, there's nothing to have closure on. Or they just might both be in the same boat, but living different lives. They could. So, like I said, I'm very honest. So I would just pick up the phone and call him and be like, hey, listen, I had a great time with you in college. You had a good time with me, you know, especially if you're like, fun and intimate together like do you and i would love to like come out to new york city to see you like can we like hang out like i would just shoot yeah like shoot your shot and see what happens um that's what i said to start and you're like now fuck oh it just depends it's like yeah those those are the two ways to go about it yeah either see what happens and and you might have to be the one that's forthcoming or just let it be yeah let me know i'm curious And then you can write a rom-com movie about it. (laughs) Okay, the last one. I am about to have a baby. I'm 37 weeks pregnant. And my husband and I don't seem to be on the same page with people visiting the baby after they're born. With the pandemic, I am much more hesitant to have family and kids over in the first month. Most of our family is vaccinated, but obviously not the kids who attend daycare. I live in Ontario. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I permit, I mispronounce everything. So I want to make sure cases aren't terrible, but with the Delta variant, I just don't know. My husband thinks because of my hesitation, I'm wanting to wait a few weeks or a month before he's exposed to unvaccinated people that I want him to live in a bubble. I certainly do not want that. And I wouldn't have thought twice about this pre pandemic. What did you do with Brody? He was a pand- pandemic babe. Help. Well, okay. 
a few things. Number one, Jordan and I had COVID when I was 34 weeks pregnant. So I'm not like a news reporter or an MD or anything, but Brody probably had the antibodies if he had gotten COVID, right? Through. Yeah, but also. Some people said. I mean, it's slightly different because that was early March when like everyone was starting to get vaccinated. So like our parents were vaccinated uh, or getting vaccinated. I don't know if they were. Exactly. But like. I don't think. No, they weren't. Cases were on like a huge drop. Um, so, I mean, from my perspective, there's nothing wrong, especially with kids, like in daycare, like, um, I wouldn't have the kids come for sure. If you want to have family members, you can have them come. You could also do things outside and I would would wear a mask. I mean, there's ways around it, but like, I get it. Like you probably don't want someone holding your kid and breathing out. Yeah, we have, and we have a family who has a lot of opinions on this like jordan has like his brother and and there and his wife who had a baby during the pandemic we jordan's cousin just gave birth to twins um like a week ago and like you know they were born at 35 weeks and like they have their way of approaching it and we have our way of approaching it and at the end of the day like i like i've had so many friends who have had babies there's no right or wrong way to handle this like everyone just has to do what they are comfortable with and just be respectful of everyone's wishes. I think that, you know, something that could maybe make you guys both like a happy medium here is if people want to come meet the baby. I think what Jordan said was great. If you can do something outside, which is 37. Yes, you'll be able to do something outside then. Um, I'm assuming Ontario's and like that cold around this time and do something outside. If you want people to wear a mask, that's fine. Like I would, if that's what you're comfortable with, that's what you're comfortable with. I'm a lot more laid back about this. Um, you know, it was March. My my parents flew back and forth to and from Florida the whole pandemic. So I didn't fly back and forth to and from Florida. So I, and personally, I wouldn't have. But like, again, that's like what my parents wanted to do. So I was very respectful and just, you know, whatever they wanted to do, that was fine. Then I had like my in-laws who own a public play they own like a flower shop so they would wear like double masks when they were at work like i have all ends of the spectrum we really do in our family and at the end of the day just do what makes you feel comfortable and there's no right or wrong i personally think that you should not I, okay i'm not gonna say what you shouldn't, shouldn't do i would not have kids come and visit my newborn child because it, even without pandemics i think they said it's not no. worth having um yeah little kids around each other no, like even, but like with Ezra, he was preemie. So I was like extra cautious. Um, I didn't have kids. We don't, we don't really have kids in our life. Point, we had no kids in our yeah, life. Yeah, I didn't want, I wouldn't have wanted kids who were in daycare near him. I totally am on the same page with you as that. Like we even, we want to go visit the twins that were just born. And the first thing I said was we're not bringing our kids. Like we'll come yeah, by my, ourselves. My brother and the first time we met my nephew. We yeah, we didn't bring kids. And I was pregnant and I think as long as the family members are safe and you know they're not uh, like unvaccinated at a bar making out with random people, just I would be fine having them come over. But with the Delta variant, I would definitely suggest having people wear masks around the baby. Yeah. I think like if I told my family to like go get a COVID test before coming over, they would tell me to go F myself. 
before coming to meet the baby and probably if I would have someone to wear a mask too, but they would rise to the occasion and wear the mask. So I think that would be like what I would do if if Brody was born in three weeks, what would we do? Hang outside. Yeah, hang outside for sure. Ask people to wear masks. Yeah, I'd probably ask my parents, my, my dad to wear a mask. If if they're vaccinated, I'd probably say no COVID test with the mask. If they're unvaccinated, I would probably not have them come at all. Yeah, it's such a like weird. Listen, I mean, who knows? There's like so many conflicting reports. So it really is. Really, you just have to make, you have to do what's going to make you and your husband comfortable. And if your husband's a little more laissez-faire about it, then like, I think you guys have to meet somewhere in the middle. But like, I, I mean, I'm always a person who would ear on the side of caution no matter what, especially if it comes to like a baby's health. Like, what's the big deal? You know, how long are these people going to be visiting anyway for 15 minutes? Like, yeah, the baby's going to be sleeping anyway. No, I agree. I'm on the same page. Um, well, those are the ones I uh, gathered from from you guys, and this was fun. You had a good, uh, it was a good mix. It was. Which, well, I mean, like, I think that, like, community and, like, my readers are definitely a strong mix of people in their early 20s and then people that are around our age and then, like, my mom's friends, you know? It is funny, though, like, um, obviously the kid stuff we have, like, a newfound respect for. Yeah, and perspective. But then, like, the stuff from the college, I'm like, holy shit, just have fun at school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I would do anything to be back in college. Should we do a quick update on your job of working with you? A lot of questions about it. Sure. What are the questions? Um, well, I didn't write any of them down, but oh, I feel like while we're, while we're sitting here at a table quietly, I also, my, my legs hurt so bad that I don't even want to stand up to start doing recipes right now. So a little update on Jordan's job sitch. So beforehand, Jordan, what, do you want to just give your background of what you've been doing for like a little, if people can listen back to previous episodes for like what you like, your whole thing, but just say like what you were doing and like, your little transition or big transition. What I was doing now. before starting to work with mm-hmm. you. So before I was like working, the elevator pitch. Yeah, I was working at uh, a hedge fund in their, I would say, hybrid, like middle office operations accounting like role. Um, so like very corporate job. Um, I would say, for me, it was just. I wasn't very fulfilled in what I was doing. Um, You know, I think being home with Rachel for the last year and a half, kind of seeing the way she is able to work and the enjoyment she brought, or the enjoyment she got out of it was very inspiring. So I think I just came to the realization that like the corporate world was no longer for me. And, um, you know, I think Rachel is also coming to a point when we had Brody, our second kid, that she was no longer going to be able to do what she was doing by herself as she was looking to expand into more, what do you say, like areas of your business? Yeah, I think I realized, yeah, I re- I was on the phone with my old manager and I was ta- I was actually telling a story this morning to Erica the um, from Wild Friends that I got, it was getting to the point where I felt like I couldn't do this alone anymore and I wanted to hire an assistant. And it was after that phone call that I came home and I said to Jordan, why don't you just come work with me? So, you know, I'm not very uh, fly by the seat of my pants. So I 
thought about it, did a, like a lot of analysis, like obviously leaving a corporate job, like you made a Venn diagram, guys. <laughs> what analysis no, but, did you do? But like, you know, I mean, like going from a a company to not working at a company, like you know, like our health benefits are going to change. Like, obviously, I'm losing my paycheck, so like, there's a lot of things that I needed to like become comfortable with, I guess. Um, but I, I think it was always in the back of my, back of our heads that like, if your business kept taking off and you took on more things, like, no, I never ever thought that you would come work with me in a million years. Oh, I I didn't know if it would be like in the capacity I'm doing it now, but I always felt like you were going to need help more like on like the um i don't know like the not so sexy work yeah i think that uh, it's interesting because before covid so many people would say is jordan gonna come work with you is jordan gonna come work with you and my first response was always f no absolutely not we'd kill each other then covid happened you were here obviously 24 7 and we didn't kill each other and he was so miserable at his job like so miserable all the time and I would wake up and I'm like I'm gonna make like the most kick-ass like food today and there's a lot of not so sexy things that I have to deal with on a daily basis like satisfying a lot of people but I love what I do so much and Jordan almost had like FOMO of that feeling right would you say like yeah 100% and I think we also saw that there's so many ways to monetize and make money besides the traditional path like career path I mean, you should have seen like his extended family's facial expressions when he said that he was leaving his job in finance to come work with me. Like, I think a lot of people assumed that I'm only doing this because my husband worked in finance and like, that's why I can, you know, run a food brand. And there's so many ways that you can make money besides just like staying on the steady career path. I have friends that have side hustles that they're like, if they keep them up, they will make more money than they do at their current job and they could now leave their current job and pursue their side hustle. And I think that Jordan saw that happening over the last few years and there's a lot of potential. And I knew that like there's a lot of other things and new things that we want to do for for my brand and I can't do it solo anymore. There was just no freaking way that I could handle this beast anymore and it's not fair for me or for Jordan or Ezra or Brody for me to run around like a chicken without a head. So the fact that it's all in our family now is so awesome. It's the biggest blessing ever. And Jordan will now always be home with us. You know, he didn't see Ezra for the first year of his life, basically. Now he's gotten to see Brody like he's seeing the stages that he never he's seeing the, the easier child during all yeah, of the stages. I don't, but, know, I don't know what you're worried about all the time. It was so like, easy. you know, it's so nice now that we're home and it's in the family like and also it sounds like selfish but instead of paying an assistant which I don't want an assistant I want someone who's you know you always want to hire someone who's smarter than you and who has skill sets that you don't have all right now you're just lying <laughs> I didn't say that you were smarter than me but like you do want to be hired you know I didn't want to hire someone that I would have to babysit a lot and I didn't an assistant, I don't want someone to like manage my schedule, like the traditional assistant things. Like I want someone who's going to like know, have more expertise in things I don't have expertise in. And I think that's like where Jordan really excels. And also we're reinvesting in our family. So instead of me paying someone else, we're paying our we're paying our family, which is amazing. It's not, it's like, I'm so thankful to be able to do something like this. And that A, that Jordan wanted to do this and that he's excited because I think a lot of, 
partners would be really intimidated and kind of feel like emasculated in a lot of ways doing something like that. And that is like so stupid, but I'm also like, it's 2021. So like, I think our generations and like under won't feel that way, but definitely older generations would probably like feel differently. But I mean, look, you, you built a really great thing. So it's like, I can never discount you for that. Like, but why not try to help and, yeah, you know, grow it. And what I've been telling people is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you kind of get what you put into it, Mm -hmm. um, which has been very different for me. Uh, you know, not that not that people aren't successful in a corporate world, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a different experience. Um, but with that being said, like, you know, there's a lot of more, I would say, pressure. I, I have a lot more pressure, I feel like, on myself now than I did my previous job because, like, you know, you 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 have so much freedom, but at that same time, you have to, like, really manage it, which is something I've, you know, never I was always told what to do. Or more, you know, more or less of like, you know, direction on on where things were going, whereas now the direction like has to come from myself, yeah, or from you. Well, I'm excited. No, it's it it it's been great. Um, oh, a few things I've been doing. If you've noticed, we've been doing a ton of video stuff, so that you know Rachel couldn't do by herself. You kind of need two people to really do it, or or get some crazy fancy equipment. Um, so we've really been. Fo- I would say that's been the biggest focus and then we have a couple other projects that are in the works that uh we could talk about when they come out i'm excited there's a lot in the works things that you are not expecting there's not another cookbook coming out definitely not maybe in the future but not right now there's so many other things that are more innovative and exciting to me a cookbook is exciting but i love doing new stuff that this is something totally new there's three new things that are coming left this job and my parents are going 40 minutes away and there's a lot of life changes happening right now but when it rains it pours in good ways and in wild ways and in life-changing ways but i'm excited to share the journey with everyone stay tuned Mm -hmm. okay we love you guys this is so fun bye